Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds from the studios of WBNS FM in Columbus, Ohio. This is the Nerd Association podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Barnett. And I'm your spooky host, Mark Finch. <laughs> As spooky season continues, we are joined again by uh, one of our loyal listeners. And it's the number of times he's been on. This might be the fourth or fifth time we've had him on. But Sean Brueger, who loves all things Halloween. So Sean is here with us today as well. Hello. Oh, I mean, good evening. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. What do you think of when I say evil dies tonight? It's uh, I. It's weird because usually it's like, oh, can I think of anything else or this one? No, it, it's specific to this movie, and we all watched it over the last weekend. Halloween Kills. The Halloween's an interesting series because there are now three movies called halloween Mm -hmm. there are two movies called halloween 2 halloween kills could be considered a halloween 2 but it could also be considered a halloween 3 because it's technically a continuation of the first one from 1978 but there's already a halloween 3 and that one has nothing to do with michael myers so here we are in one of the most confusingly named franchises out there and in fact could also be considered halloween 12 because it's the 12th halloween movie in that sense (laughs) (laughs) If if there was any confusion or if anyone didn't recognize it, it's because it wasn't being chanted by a mob, right? Evil dies tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i not a huge viewer of the Halloween movies. Like, I, I would not probably have watched Halloween Kills if it weren't for, for Nerd Association. And so I did have to do some reading and some catching up to make sure I kind of had a, a, a good idea of what was going on. And it's also, I, I think, worth noting maybe at this moment that... When the script, when the director and the scriptwriter were originally conceiving of the Halloween reboot, they were uh, originally were going to film ha- Halloween and what would become Halloween Kills at the same time and release them as one large movie. Okay. And decided against doing that because they wanted to see how the Halloween reboot would be received. So I think for those of you who, like myself, who jumped into this movie and hadn't seen the Halloween reboot and felt like, I feel as though I have missed something, this is why you jump in in media res in this film. And so I think it's worth mentioning right away that for those of you out there who haven't seen Halloween Kills yet and think you will, if you haven't seen the Halloween reboot from, what, 2017, correct? Um, 2018. 2018. Then it is worth it's probably worth watching that first. Um, and in- yeah, cause it was the 40 and 40 year anniversary of the movie. And then they bring that as in, it's the 40 year right. anniversary of the, in this universe of Halloween, the one and only night that Michael has killed until this 2018 Halloween as well. Right. It's uh, it's not good. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not a very good movie. Spoil. Let's start with a quick spoiler free review. And Chops, you're a person, and Sean, I believe you as well, who have watched a number of the Halloween movies, maybe not all of them, but would consider yourselves fans of the franchise. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Uh, Last week, I watched Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, Halloween 2018, and Halloween Kills. Oof. Yeah, and I I will say, admit that I'm more of a 
classic Universal Monsters sure. uh, horror guy, but the slasher 80s films and I guess 90s too, um, they all have their icons that, or at least they're, there are a select few that are considered horror icons that I sort of look at as a new generation of those old universal monsters. Um, And I will say Michael Myers is my favorite of that grouping. Yeah. But slasher movies in general are not usually high on my, on my watch list. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween, the original one, 1978 is interesting because it sort of kicked off all the 80s slasher movies. But when you go back and watch that first Halloween, it's not very gory. There's not very much blood. It's not gratuitous. There is like the the crazy teenager, like sex kind of stuff that's right. in there definitely a little bit. But it's not exactly like all the other slasher movies. And I think that's one of the things that makes Michael Myers uh, such a great character in that one. And I don't think they've handled them very well since then in this movie, I would include in that. My perception, again, as somebody who did not consume a ton of the like 70s, 80s, 90s slasher films, I've seen some of the films involving Michael Myers, some of them with Jason, some of them with Freddy Krueger. But I always kind of had the impression as an outsider that the Halloween series was a little bit more thoughtful or, uh, I don't know, a little bit more tethered to reality i mean jason and freddie are so out there um that maybe <laughs> it's not that difficult space in one of them yeah i mean jason <laughs> goes to space he, he goes to hell freddie kills you in your dreams like i always guess i felt like michael myers was there's maybe a little bit of a supernatural element with him but for the most part again as an outsider i always felt like it was just a guy with you know severe mental illness who put on a mask and started killing people and so I guess I always felt like those movies were a little bit classier might not be the right word, but again, a little bit more grounded in reality. Um, is that Yeah, Michael fair? Myers is meant, I agree. I think Michael Myers, he's meant to be like inhumanly strong or like basically the strongest person you could encounter, but he's not like a superhero right. and he takes, he takes a beating and he, and he, and he, he gets back up and the, you know, the famous shot from the first one is yeah. Loomis shoots him a bunch of times and he falls over the balcony and Loomis looks and he's down there in the lawn. And then a few minutes later he looks and he's gone. Yeah. But it's not like uh yeah, it's not like a down for the count. And then he goes super Saiyan on people, which is kind of where it feels like they're taking them here in Halloween kills. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're spot on with that, that analogy uh, or correlation um because another another one of those figures that i sort of group in there is the scream franchise yeah you got multiple killers in Mm -hmm. some movies but though they do have an aspect of they can take a beating um they're still mortal people right i guess um so yeah it does i think that sort of brings more um the groundedness brings more of my interest into the the films and something that makes Michael Myers and Freddie doesn't have this. Jason has this a little bit too, uh, but something that I think Michael Myers is so scary when he's done in the best form is he's not a show off. He right. is very slow. He's methodical. He's very cold. He was in this movie in Halloween kills. He was too brutal, too physical 
for me. Yeah. Michael Myers doesn't like pick up a pickaxe and swing it around into the, the face mask of the firefighters. I mean, he does in this movie. He certainly doesn't do it three times. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, you know, like stab as many, like a, a knife blocks worth of knives into a dead guy's back in front of his dying wife. Right. He's also a, a more covert person too. He, you never know where he's lurking and most of his, his best kills, especially Halloween one and two, which I said, I watched this past week until like the very end when there's like the final confrontation, you know, and the movie's racking up and it's, Oh, it's time for them to, to face off with the killer. He doesn't kill in front of other people right. in this movie. He almost exclusively kills while somebody else is watching him kill. Yeah. In fact, it's like the definition of show off in that sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, so you had said like this movie sucks and I'm on board with that. It's a, I will also say I found it incredibly unpleasant to watch. I don't know if if my st- I, I I was about to say like I don't know if my stomach for this, but also I watched all of Squid Game, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and while that was certainly unpleasant, I I did not I didn't want to turn it off. This if I had not had to watch it to talk to the two of you today, I would have turned it off within the first fifteen minutes because I found it so unpleasant. I don't know. Say what you will. Maybe I'm turning into a winner. There's, but <laughs> I, I can see that. I I I can see. I've so I've seen quite a few. Um, reviews just from friends and and people on social media um disliking this movie a lot and it has its moments but i feel like everything that i've seen someone so everything wrong that somebody has called out i sort of look at and kind of like but it's a slasher movie yeah like at some point at some point you're in the genre um I think there's definitely room for, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's right for the Michael Myers and Halloween franchise. Uh, But like, definitely that is something in slashers that like they come up with how are creative ways that he can kill somebody or, or what are some of the weird weapons or things he can use. And they do that a lot with him in this movie. And I've always really liked that Michael Myers, because in the second one, he uses a scalpel a lot. Yeah. You want to know why? Because the second one's in a hospital. That's what he could find. He doesn't, Michael Myers doesn't have this any like sort of a, attachment to knives. That's why yeah. when he was being gratuitous and shoving every kitchen knife into the guy, I was like, Michael Myers doesn't really care about knives. The reason he used knives is because one, he broke into the hardware store and stole them, but two, he goes into people's houses and that's what's in people's right. houses are kitchen knives. So that's why he uses knives, but it's not this like obsession with that being his weapon. So uh, I, I, I wish they would have had m- maybe a few more ways of, kind of doing that. I think it's better too when you lock him down in like one location. This was he was, you know, spoiler alert, I guess. He was at the burning house and then he was at other people's houses and then he where did it even Oh, then he was at the park and he killed everybody and there was like a a fight in the car. I, I don't know, it's too much for me. And Sean, your point is well taken. Yes, it is a slasher film. I don't know if it's the Maybe it's a credit to the some of the actors that portrayed the victims that like in particular I think the the um the wife in that sort of one of his first kills like the husband and wife are you know he's like there's some the, guy in a mask in the bathroom oh <laughs> yeah they're like playing around with a drone before yeah. it and everything it's something, like what is this scene why is this even in here but something about the way that he like stabs her in the neck with a, a fluorescent light bulb which was gr- super gruesome and the way that she portrayed that death that bothered me a lot maybe that was the maybe that was the best acted di- like kill in the movie and that's why it bothered me but something about that was very just like 
uh, didn't like it. Didn't want it <laughs> in a way that wasn't even like, like, oh, what a, like, I don't enjoy watching this, but also it's a creative. It was just like, no, I hate this. I don't want to keep watching this. I don't know. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, and I don't know, like, I didn't remember any fascination with any particular weapon um, from the older movies. Yeah. I want, I did have to go back and watch the 2018 because, um, Truth be told, I sort of forgot that it existed. Um, some Halloween guy I am. Um, but the uh, I, I did notice, like, he started off in that one. Uh, I think he killed, like, an auto shop or, or at a gas station or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he used a hammer because that was what was available. Um, and then they immediately have some scene where he goes into, like, the first house on the street and um, kills the owner. And, and drops the, the hammer and picks up the knife. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if that was something they were sort of t- trying to write into this ver- this um, j- version. I think, of yeah. the- I think it's because everybody's classic view of Michael Myers is with a knife. So they wanted to make sure that he got the knife. You know, it's like Indiana Jones finding his whip. But for me, I think the scariest thing about Michael Myers is, and this, this series, this double of movies, and it's going to be a trilogy, I think is the plan. Uh, the one thing they do that kind of makes that brings back the scariness of the first one is they don't make Laurie Strode nobody to him. It's not his sister. That's something they added in the second movie, which makes it just like he won. He escaped, wandered back to his his hometown and just killed the first group of teenagers he saw. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that makes it uh, the first one so good is that like it turns a safe space for most people, your house in the suburbs into a if you have a window open or you walk by and you're like, I don't remember leaving that door unlocked or something. That's what makes it really scary. And now in the shadows, is there a Michael Myers? Well, and, and that was always, again, from my conception of it, that was always the point is that basically he was a serial killer with just a little bit extra. He was a serial killer that was really hard to kill, but otherwise he wasn't that much different than a real world. I mean, uh, you know, a hillside strangler or, or golden mm-hmm. gate or golden state killer, like people who were really good at killing and sneaking into people's houses. That's, I think what made him scary in the first place, right? Was that he wasn't that much different than a real world serial killer. You could kind of mm-hmm. imagine this scenario happening, especially one in which somebody who's deranged and like picks Halloween as the night to go on their killing spree. Um, did you feel like the 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 tone of Halloween 2018 was like does it match the tone of this movie cuz again originally they were going to be shot simultaneously and released as one big movie I felt like you kind of liked Halloween 2018 chops so I guess I like, my, is 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 this really a lot different and that's I think where part of the the fracture is happening I like Halloween 2018 more, but I still wouldn't call it that great okay. of a movie. Um, I think the the tones are matching okay. I think, and I don't know if this is the influence of Danny McBride being one of the the writers or anything, sure. or if this is the team that they they put together and that's just how they want it. I, I don't know if there needs to be as much comic relief in Halloween movies as as they've put in there because. Like I said, one of the scariest things about Halloween is that it's so, like you've been saying, it's so grounded in everything that it's just kind of normal world, that it's not so dreary the entire time that it needs 
so much comic relief and that first couple you mentioned where he uh with the with the light bulb and everything they're kind of funny when they're introduced there's the big john and little john yeah. couple and then i don't know if this one was supposed to be funny but when he kicked the door and the the woman in the nurse costume shoots herself that was funny that was not <laughs> scary to me at all that was yeah. a ridiculous shot to no pun intended a, a ridiculous shot in a movie to have him kick the door and then she turns around and the gun just fires on herself yeah, yeah that was one that i think i saw i had the thought of that was really dumb right. <laughs> one thing like her whole her whole thing of like a shooting at him from 200 yards away <laughs> when she probably didn't know how to shoot a gun um and then B, yeah, that last that last part. And then I had to correct myself and say it's a, it's a, it is what it is. It's what we're watching, right? One thing I will give them credit for, and Daniel, you're right. If they were planning on making these as one movie, that does make sense because that couple, uh, as you mentioned, Sean, when he is about to go into that house to get his knife for the first time, in it's soft focused, but you can see his like green scrubs and her white and red um nurse's outfit as they're getting in their car so they're on that street that he does a lot of the murders on because later they go hey that's that little a-hole kid from across the street yeah. who's the little kid who's being babysat so like that couple is in there the other escaped mental hospital patient prisoner whatever you know it's some sort of cross between a prison and a mental hospital wherever he he's kept that guy is there when the podcasters go to the uh to the mental hospital prison to confront him with the mask. So there is, there are little things that when you watch them like back to back or close together, you're like, Oh, there are like some, it's not just the same night. There were definitely continuations into Halloween kills that were specifically not supposed to be big parts in Halloween, but were, were present in the new one. In other words, you can give them, if you can give them nothing else, they had good continuity. <laughs> right <laughs> and no, they at least had a plan it appears they had a plan no i will agree i'm not the whole the whole movie wasn't as unpleasant as some like particular scenes but um i i will say to the sort of credit a thing that kept me watching again in other than the fact that my arm was twisted into it um was i there you know every now and again you see an actor or an actress in something and like it makes you want to watch it more just because you like them um Judy Greer was that for me in <laughs> okay. this. Uh, but also I was not expecting to see Michael Anthony Hall in this. That well, was a surprise to me. That was another one, yes, where I I when he popped on screen, I was like, he's in this? <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't in Halloween 2018 then. No. Yeah. No. So I was And I, the other characters in that group were like the original actors from the 78 one. Yeah. No, I I liked I liked seeing him in it. Um I I a little fun fact, Paul Rudd played that character in Halloween the Curse of Michael Myers. I just thought that was kind of funny. You're right, he did. Yeah. Um but and also seeing Michael McDonald, who I of course remember from Mad TV as Little John <laughs> was very funny to me. Um I was waiting for some line at the end. What did he say? Um because I think he he see Michael kills his friend his partner. Yeah. Big and job. then, right. And then uh, he says something like, Welcome home, Michael, as Michael's slowly walking up to him to kill him. Yeah. I was sort of expecting a look what I can do. <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> like, a, eh, eh. Right, right. yeah, no. 
or, or, or even a, a callback to Austin Powers. He can just start keep shouting, no, and then the scene just drags on for 10 minutes. <laughs> that would have been, I, I mean, yeah, that would have been pretty good. <laughs> I mentioned now I don't think there needs to be that much comic relief in these movies, and their, their characters certainly were. I think they were better than the, I'll call them the sandwich cops, Yeah, the Bon Me cops from the, the 2018 one. Like, that seemed super out of place these guys at least kind of made sense to me and like okay more people that you can give us a reason to like that's the problem with the with the sandwich cops from the first one is like they introduce them for ha like half a scene and then they're dead and it's like well i guess you were trying to endear us a little bit to them these characters you at least get a few scenes with them yeah before michael kills them which that that was a problem i thought in this one is like in the first one michael kills the the mechanic he steals his jumpsuit from then three teenagers in the house basically so a, a body count of four he gets to four in the first scene he's in yeah in this one his body count was up upwards of 20 right and i don't think he needs to be that high <laughs> yeah i i thought uh i thought the uh the the sort of house fire scene in the aftermath of that uh, was another one that was like pr gruesome in in a way that i don't know i will wouldn't it be scarier if they put the fire out and the people were like he's down there he's down there and they go into the basement and then he wasn't like, there that would have been scarier there. you're right um right i do think this is one of those and and of course horror movies do this all the time and so this isn't really a knock on this movie in particular but they're like they've put Lori in the back of a pickup truck and they're driving her to the hospital and she sees the fire trucks going the other direction is like, no, let it burn. I thought, boy, wouldn't this be the one time when you'd call nine one one and say, there's a serial killer trapped in our burning house. Like let it burn. My, you know who Michael right. Myers is. Let it go. Or like, just know there's a killer in there. Guys, you 20 firefighters who are about to get slaughtered. I don't know. I know that think again. There'd be some sort, hopefully, some sort of communication there, but God. there obviously wasn't. But of course, then you don't have a, a movie plot if you do that. I, but I agree with you wholeheartedly, Chops. That's an instance where it would have been way scarier if they had gone and fought the fire, and there were those moments where you're like, "Is Michael going to show up? Is he going to kill him?" Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't. And it's like, oh, there was nobody in the house. Yeah, would have been would have been spookier. Anyway, I digress. So we're in spoiler territory, obviously. Uh, one, I will say one thing that, and I mean, I don't know how much, like where the line between like homage and fan service is because they definitely, you know, including the other characters, I don't think it's so much fan service because it's not like the babysat kids from the first one are like super like popular characters yeah. from it. I mean, Laurie Strode's the one that everybody cares about and she was already in it and that was, so that's fine. But then they include those characters when he kills the, the group of three at the park. And then he puts them, I thought that was a good callback because one thing I, while they were getting the way he does kill, in my opinion, a little too, a little too brutal. He is a, he's a showman yeah. because in the first one, he puts the one girl on the bed with the, with the headstone. He hides the the guy and he he hangs down with his glasses back on, even though he had taken them from the guy when he was in the ghost thing. So like he he likes to like show off pose. What, what he's done yeah, to, to scare people. So, so he does that. And then also in that one, it's a uh it's a callback to the the lucky shamrock masks from Halloween three, which yes. is the one that Michael Myers 
isn't even in, but it has the witch, the pumpkin, and the skeleton mask. That I, that was my favorite favorite part of the whole movie. Right. <laughs> the least favorite part of the whole movie, I feel like we haven't gotten to, but I would assume it's probably the same for all of us. All the stuff at the hospital. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Yep. The it, it felt like at times that they were trying to make like also like some political commentary, but if you're gonna do that, you have to like hit it on the head a what you're bit. trying to say yeah and i don't know exactly what like groups or ideas they were trying to condemn with that i got it a little bit but i didn't feel like it was super clear and i was like if you're not going to be super clear don't include stuff like that that makes people start thinking about that and that's just me maybe you could piece it together better but i thought it was kind of mixed messaging there no i'll be honest i feel the same way you did about it which was like i know something is trying to be said here <laughs> but i don't know that i am really any better i i mean it's just it's one of those like vague man's inhumanity to man things that shows up in literature Mm -hmm. and and movies and things and yeah that's good and well but i think i don't know it was it was simultaneously too much and not enough which is not a good thing to have in a movie i also thought at the end having him look out his window and her look out her window like i again it's one of those moments where you know they're they think they're saying something <laughs> but they're but i don't, don't know and i don't know what they're saying either yeah it's like it's like uh false like false depth like we look how deep it is michael myers is looking out his window and laurie strode's looking out hers and maybe they're not that different after all unless they're trying to set up a, a third movie where she's actually he's actually a tumor that's grown inside of her head and (laughs) and he and he comes out and kills out of the back of her well like that idea is already said better in the original one with uh donald pleasance as dr loomis and i wrote this quote down because i when i watched it i was like that's the one that's what makes michael so scary and so kind of perplexing at the same time he says I watched him for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this night, inhumanly patient, waiting for some secret silent alarm to trigger him off. Yeah. And I think that's a way better encapsulation of like w- what he's thinking, what he, why he wants to do this, and why there's really nothing to it. There's actually no depth to it. He just has been thinking about this for 15 years. Yeah. And yeah, the idea that he's looking into himself and seeing the evil, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Kind of shallow depth there. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I think that the, there's something um, about the sort of original conception that makes it almost just an inevitability. Well, yeah, again, that quote, like he's just waiting for something to flip the switch or to set him off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it in this one, it's just sort of, yeah, it's shallow. There's not much to it. And, and not to take away f- or not to get move away from this movie, but the reason that I hated, well, I, I disliked Rob Zombie's versions of Halloween um, was because I feel like Rob Zombie in general tries to get too shock, uh, shock and awe. Well, no, he tries to he tries to add some. I mean, he does do that certainly, but he tries to make it deep. And it's, it always comes across to me as cheesy or like, that's just, it doesn't nail it. We we don't need to rationalize that Michael Myers had like the worst childhood upbringing of all time. And that's why he's doing this. It's much scarier that Michael Myers has no reason that he killed his sister in 1963. And then 15 years later wants to go back to his hometown and kill again. It's just, 
And we don't have to add Freebird anywhere into the Michael Myers movies. (laughs) It's not going to... I'll be honest, when the sort of mob slaying scene happened near the end, I kind of... I I would not have been shocked if, like, Ballroom Blitz came on. There was just something (laughs) about that that felt like it was so... And not that I would have invited it, but I just... I don't know. It felt that campy and that... Just, I don't know. It just didn't... And that was... Nothing hit right. That scene was a step too far to me to like what well, you're telling me a group of 30 people come with multiple cars around them with spotlights on them. They stab him a bunch of time. One, nobody ever goes for his head, which is just like, why not? Yeah. Why isn't, I mean, well, obviously because the movie has to keep going, but then he starts to stand up and he defeats all 30 of them. Yeah. On his own. Again, they it, just, they just knocked him over. Why can't they do it again? Right. It felt very much like, again, it was going to be like a Tarantino style fight scene with, with you know the some classic song in it i don't know mm-hmm. well and why why in those scenes do they ever they always uh encircle the person they're gonna beat and then only and go, go in one, one, one at one. a time because I, I i had that thought with the firefighters at the beginning and then i had that thought with that but then at some point they did go start going in together and brought him down and it still wasn't I mean, it was, yeah, I guess it's that, I guess I got to go back to my own thing. It's just, what am I expecting from yeah, this movie? I suppose. Yeah. This, and this is also a good point, right? I, I want to, I know we we're getting into it in this like depth and, and we're analyzing it as though it could have been a masterpiece. Yes. It, it is a, it is a campy horror film. And if all, and if all you're looking for is a movie that is like us finds new and inventive ways to kill people then this is probably going to do it for you. Like, cool. And no judgment, I guess, if that's your, if that's what you're coming to a Halloween, you're probably smart to come to a Halloween movie expecting that enough and not much more. But I don't know. I just, again, I found it to be not even entertaining in a slasher film sort of way. I found it to be so unpleasant in parts that I, there was nothing to counterbalance it for me where I was like, I'll stick around and, and, and muddle through these parts that I'm not enjoying there was nothing to keep me to to keep me there. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I felt it was gratuitous to have the. We were talking about how the mob and like if you're trying to make a message, I don't really know what you're trying to say exactly. And then they force the other mentally unstable person to jump out of a window, and that's gruesome. And then it's like, well, what was? I mean, guess if, what mobs are bad? Is that like, well, mobs, mobs are bad. I mean, uh, okay. So let's talk about the sort of potential political messages. If, <laughs> if one of them, one of them certainly could be like, look at how this country treats people with mental illness. And like, also that just because somebody's mentally ill doesn't automatically make them a killer. And I think that might have been what they were going for, but I don't, I but don't it's, it's kind of weird to make that your message if that's what you are going for in a movie about a mentally ill person who is the killer. Right. No, I, I, <laughs> I agree. And so, again, I don't think they hit the nail on the head. I think that might have been part of it. And certainly there is that idea that, like, the mob that is willing to, to blood, like, li- let's use the term lynch. It's not a fun term, but let's use it. Lynch this guy in the street. Like, are they any better than he is? But the answer might be, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I guess maybe if it makes us ask uncomfortable questions, that's the point. But I still uh, I still don't think they really nailed that down. I still yeah, don't I, think they really I mean, got there. 
I so get the, the town. You go, Sean. I was going to say the so like I'm I'm now thinking maybe the message I was picking up or kind of picking up was different from what you guys were p- thinking of. Well, please go ahead. I us. don't think it was clear, so I think there are <laughs> right, more. and that's and maybe then I mean more more credit to us calling out that there's a problem with trying to <laughs> put any message in there. But um, at one point, I felt like I heard there was somebody in the crowd that yet called someone a sheep, and so I was thinking, is this some sort of like you're just blindly following message like that we've been seeing parallel. Right. In. And then not listening to like the authority figures in the situation. Like they were like, like, wasn't there one point where he like pointed at the, like the police and he was like, you guys had your shot at this. We're going to take care of yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. That's maybe, yeah. Sean, you might be onto something too, that that certainly has parallels in real life. He says, not wishing to get any further into it politically. <laughs> but but then even but again, it was like clunky, mixed. and I wasn't yeah. like a hundred percent sure that that's what they were going for. Yeah. Right. Even even those those uh, those messages that maybe were hinted at were kind of contradictory to what they could have been talking about or paralleling in real life. Well, and then the mob doesn't really get their comeuppance. I mean, Michael kind of slays all of them, but that's more based on like his inhuman abilities to get up after you know, they so, killed him, yeah, but like, that the really mom accomplishes their goal. That really doesn't pay off <laughs> right. either. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I, it, it's one of those things where if you try to pack too many messages in, they just muddy each other. And maybe again, maybe if we're asking these questions and we're having this conversation, like it did something, but I wouldn't say it succeeded. <laughs> Right. in giving us any sort of deep thinking i think it it got close to giving us some sort of th- you know food for thought or something to chew on but didn't i don't know didn't certainly didn't get there for me <laughs> there nothing in other words i would uh, i don't know if we're there yet but i would not recommend this movie to anybody <laughs> i would not i would not tell a single soul you know what movie you should watch halloween kills and the worst part about it is Peacock, for whatever reason, doesn't have the rights to Halloween 1978 right now. Yeah. So if you if you pay for Peacock and you get this, uh, then you can't even go, well, let's watch the good one. They don't even have the rights to Halloween 2018. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I had to stream that on the FX app with commercials in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers. And can we, sorry, I would like to know, would you, either of you recommend this movie to somebody? I would say if you're somebody who like watches all the Halloween movies and likes them, like you, you shouldn't miss it, but no, it's, it, it's a bad movie. It's not good. I, I lean towards that as well. I, I would say like, if you're looking for something to sort of be in the, put you in the theme of the holiday, maybe that's on your playlist, but I could probably give you a dozen other movies that I would suggest over this one well, you, yeah if you've only got 90 minutes to two hours just watch halloween the, the right, original right i would say you know i like this point of comparison chops we might consider making this a uh, 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 sort of a trope in the future if i were yeah. to consider like compare this to songs on the christmas playlist because we we will need to do an episode about how i feel about christmas music and it's not positive. Okay. <laughs> um, but I get to say that as somebody who used to have to like monitor when I worked in morning radio, I used to have to monitor the Christmas station for, you know, the seven weeks a year that it, anywho, mm. that's beside the point. Sean, 
in your in theme with yours like oh if you if you wanted to get in the christmas spirit you could listen to dominic the christmas donkey but there are probably 50 other songs i'd recommend first (laughs) so yeah if you want to get in the spooky season spirit you could watch halloween kills but why the hell would you when there are 50 other movies that are way better (laughs) yeah this is true this is true so that being said, it is not the worst one. The worst one in the Halloween series is, I believe it's that's Halloween Resurrection, the one where they try to film a web series in the house, and Michael comes back, and then Buster Rhymes does karate moves to <laughs> defeat him. <laughs> that's the worst one. Oh, do you remember that? Do you remember when all of the horror movies in the like late '90s, early 2000s decided that having rap sync like rap stars? in the movies was the thing i think he says trick-or-treat motherfucker and then he does a roundhouse kick yeah yeah man oh uh, movies are so bad think good of all times think of, good times think of how, it's this is one of those situations where it's like it's a miracle that movies keep getting made when so many of them are so bad <laughs> especially movies in the like again i'll admit i really like this franchise but you'd think some of the things that they've done would have killed it by now sure and i guess that's why they go back to the you know the soft reboot where they this isn't the first time they've done this either they've ignored cotton i think i think h2o is a continuation resurrection is a continuation of h2o but i think h2o was just halloween one halloween two and then h2o ignoring three four and five Three, you can ignore because it's sort of just its separate story. Anyways, that's another... I don't know if you guys know this. The three was made because John Carpenter originally conceived the Halloween as an anthology series, but the first one was so popular that they wanted to do one more sequel. So they did one more with Michael Myers, and then they made the third one. as a. It's a completely different movie. has nothing to do with this. And then it didn't do so well. So then they just went back to Michael Myers, and here we are 30 years later, 40 years since the original. How- and I think... I think that third one has developed quite a cult following too. Like people Mm -hmm. who are fans of the franchise usually list that in their top. Yeah. Do you know anything about that one, Daniel? No, I know nothing about it. I, so the only thing I'll say is I know that how, well, go ahead. Sorry. I have a thought about that one. It's called season of the witch and some shadow organization is selling all these kids halloween masks and it's the pumpkin the witch and the skeleton and they're they tell the kids oh only this many days there's a there's a jingle to it the whole time and it's, yeah and it's like this many days till Halloween. make sure you're wearing your silver shamrock your uh your silver shamrock mask and they they all put it on and then when the kids put it on at that time the music plays and it like turns on something in the mask <laughs> and it turns all their heads to like bugs and worms and stuff and then there's like some sort of mythical thing going on with like a like a an ancient stone that the company has access to it's it's wild but as sean said that it does have a bit of a cult following now sure you either you either love it or you think it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen i mean i i'm to be honest with you i'm tempted to go watch it because it sounds more entertaining to me than this it probably is. Yeah, it's, I remember the first time I saw it, and it was I. I was going into it, and I even at some point in the first half of the movie thought, "What is this?" But I'm not. <laughs> I guess I'm not going to turn it off. I'll keep watching. And I ended up. It ended up being one of my favorites of the franchise. I am. Yeah, and I wonder how many people saw it like that, like opening weekend in theaters when it came out, and were like, 
where's Michael Myers? What yeah. is this? I am I am correct in saying that Halloween, maybe more than any other film franchise, is famous for the for the like ignoring of other films in the franchise. Yes. Halloween maybe does it more than yes. any other film franchise where they're just like, oh no, those movies don't exist. Well, and I think this when they wrote 2018, which is connected to this one. I think I, re I read something about Carpenter came back because he didn't like how Rob Zombie had what Rob Zombie had done to his character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't know fully what John Carpenter. He's credited with the music. Yeah. In these two. And I he, I don't know if he gets a producer credit or what, but it, it's the closest he's been to any of them since one and two. Um, and the music's still good. I. The thing about it is, like, they keep trying to like redo the the music, and it's like just stick with the original yeah. recording of it. Right, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> just play that. I, I guess my point was, if this is a franchise that is so famous for ignoring films in its franchise, maybe maybe they should think about that. Maybe we should <laughs> think about like if this movie is so, or if this series of movies is so quick to just be like, hey, remember those six other movies? They didn't happen then maybe we need to take a deeper examination. There's your there's your shallow, deep message. Maybe you need to look at yourselves, Halloween. Maybe you need to figure hey, your hey, own Daniel. stuff out. Hey, the Daniel. Yeah. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Uh, it's a slasher film. What do you expect, buddy? I don't know. I guess I expect better. Look, it's the. <laughs> I think that's the norm of the of the the genre. Let's let's just keep producing semi or below average quality stuff so that we can pump out 20 movies and still somehow come out on top on this. I guess I just get spoiled by I'll admit. So Chops uh, is very good at bringing things to the table that are very good. Even when I don't believe in them at first, even when it's like, hey, Daniel, we should do this for Nerd Association. I'm usually like, all right, sure, I'll do it. But then I'm like, oh, man, Chop picked a really good one. And maybe I've just been really spoiled by the fact that we <laughs> usually talk about stuff that's pretty good. <laughs> that this is just so, for me, was just so bad. This is bad. probably the most negative we've been about any piece of media we've watched. Yeah. But but like at least kissing booth we were split. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It, yeah, maybe by necessity. Anyway, uh, so you know, as to Sean's point, Sean's the reasonable one here. Fine. Uh, <laughs> if you want to watch a slasher movie, watch this probably. If you want to listen to Dominic the Christmas Donkey and that gets you in the Christmas spirit, go for it. I'll just I'll stay over here with you know, White Christmas. And so that's that's what <laughs> Halloween 1978 is to you. No, not at all. But it, <laughs> no, that's what like Squid Game is, right? Squid, Squid Game okay. is sitting back with Bing Crosby and a glass of brandy uh, <laughs> compared to <laughs> this, which is just like drinking hams and hitting stuff with a baseball bat. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is like going out in the backyard and beating an old car with a baseball bat and drinking a hams. Merry but. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the new Christmas tradition in the Barnett household. Here, everyone, we've purchased a junker of a car. Come hit it with whatever you want. All right. So, yeah, there you have it. Maybe watch Halloween Kills if you want to get in a slasher <laughs> mood, but it's it's not good. That's 
that's just where I keep coming back to like, cause I watched it. And like, again, I like the character. I like it. And I, so I was kind of excited to watch it and I watched it with my wife. And at the end she was like, this is terrible. And I was like, but it's Michael Myers. And then the next day I was like, I was like, man, that movie was so bad. And she's like, wait, you thought it was bad. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not that blind to it, <laughs> but I was still excited to see it. You felt like you needed to defend it, but then it sunk into you like, maybe I don't. Yeah. <laughs> So let let us know here at Nerd Association if there are any movies, series that you like that have entries that you're still excited to see and you might still be excited. It hasn't even fully killed the excitement for you, but it just is so underwhelming since maybe the high mark of the first one or two movies in that series. You can always reach us on Twitter at NerdSoc, N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. You can email us at Nerd... Uh, nerdassoch at gmail.com and let us know uh, yeah what you think of halloween kills as well as always a big thank you to sean for joining us on another spooky episode of nerd association thank you thank you for having me it's always fun and for daniel barnett i'm mark finch and uh have a great halloween everybody thanks for listening <laughs>